Hello, dear listener. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Herb, and you are listening to Trivia Rewrites. On this episode, both Demo and I discuss some sports and space exploration trivia, things we both like to learn more about. And I also bring in some of my gaming interests by bringing you some gaming trivia. Hot seat segment for Demo was given by listener Clay as we look into the American Basketball Association. And finally, Demo questions me on League of Legends esports. If you have questions or comments for the show, reach out to us on Twitter at Trivia Rewrites or email at TriviaRewrites at gmail.com. With all the formalities out of the way, welcome to Trivia Rewrites. Welcome to Trivia Rewrites, where we look at how the news is changing trivia. Today is December 12th, 2020. I'm your host, Demo, and this is my co-host. My name is Herb. <laughs> hey, how's Tell us going? about yourself, Herb. Uh, I'm your friend. I don't know. We know each Good. other through Frisbee. We met a couple of years back, and uh, I also have my own podcast called basement gaming quick 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 plug there i'm guessing one of the reasons why you chose me is because i have a little bit of podcast experience and yeah i'm excited to be here i'm a little nervous i feel like i feel like i'm in the big leagues now Mm. (laughs) where were you before (laughs) i was in the beginner league i think we're still in beginner league here (laughs) it's pretty clear what uh, what episode is this what number is this this is episode 45 I think. Okay. Yeah, we're on episode 25. So, yeah. About half your age in episodes. Yep. But yeah. Yeah. Here we are. Trivia. Let's do it. Very cool. So, anyway, this is a show where Herb and myself have taken a look at the weekly news and try to come up with some trivia questions about it, whether there's a new record that's been set or something that's happened for the first time in history. Uh, but before we get to that, Herb, to start us off, you have some this day in history trivia for us yes sir today in history december 12th all right first one here is like a little music one here Mm -hmm. uh december 12th 1915 what famous american singer known as one of the best-selling music artists of all time was born 1915 oh you know i was gonna say like i think bing crosby's older than that but i'll say like is it frank sinatra maybe it is frank sinatra there you go. Very nice. popular Italian born. I get no, not Italian born. His parents Italian were American. Italian American. <laughs> yeah. Jazz musician, producer, entrepreneur, I guess. He's a I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, Frank Sinatra, 1915. I never really think about like how old he is. I don't know. It feels like it's still this generation, but I guess not really. Timeless. Yeah, timeless. Yeah. But Okay. Okay. That was that was that was a pretty easy one for you, I guess. All that right, was good. Here's a here's an international one here. Okay. 1956, United Nations admitted what Asian country by unanimous decision to their ranks? 1956. 1956. Hmm. Oh, um, could it be like South Korea? No, close. North Korea. Is North Korea in the UN? <laughs> I I think they probably are. Oh, close okay. to Korea. Uh, yeah. China, the People's Republic of China. Too close. It's, I don't know that. It's Japan. Oh. Oh. Huh. Yeah. You wouldn't think it was that late, would you? It's, yeah. It's surprising, I guess, that it took... Because that's like 10 years after World War II. Yeah. So, it was huh. like... Um, there's a whole rule about it here. See if I can find it again. Yeah, because I was thinking South Korea or North Korea because the Korean War had just, that was in the early 50s. So I thought maybe. I guess maybe it takes a really long time because it was like a whole application process. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense. I just. Japan, Nihon, accepted into the UN in 1956. All right, here we go. 1967, December 12th. In 1967, American comedy drama film directed by Stanley Kramer, Stanley Kramer, starring <laughs> Sidney Poitier and Catherine Houghton. I don't know uh, these names. Hepburn. 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 Wait, no, it was two Catherines, I think. 
Do you know this okay. movie already? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's uh, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Yes, it's Guess, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. It Finish premiered. The question, it premiered in 1967 in New York, and I was asking you, what movie was it about an Sydney unlikely couple Poitier meeting events? And uh, Catherine Hepburn and uh, who's the guy? The, the older guy, Spencer, Spencer Tracy. Yeah, Spencer Tracy. There you go. Catherine, who's this Hufton person? Hufton? Yeah. I don't know. The mother. I must have got, I think I've gotten my, I got my names tangled up here. Could be. There's a Sydney Poitier. Yeah. There's Catherine Hepburn and then there's Catherine Hufton. She, pre- she plays jo- Joy, Joy Drayton. Oh, okay. She plays the, she plays the daughter of Catherine Hepburn in the movie. Yeah. She plays the, the girlfriend or the wife. Got it. I didn't know her name. Yeah. But I understand. I understand now. There you go. All right. <laughs> that was very roundabout. Catherine, Catherine Hepburn won an Oscar for that, by the way. Best Actress mm. in 1968. It got a lot of nominations, but I think that's... It also got... I think it got Best Picture. Do you know Sidney Poitier? He was the first uh, black man to win Best Actor, I believe. Did not for win? that movie. Oh, not for okay. that movie. <laughs> I was like, but... I don't think he won it for that movie, yeah. No. All right. Just a side note. Anyway. Two more. Okay, two more. Two more. Two more. All right. So this is a bit topical in terms of uh, what's going on these days. So in 2000, in December 12, 2000, mm-hmm. U.S. Supreme Court releases its decision settling recount disputes during a presidential election. Which election was this? Who would, you mean who was in the election? Yeah, it was the 2000 election. It who was, was uh, election? Bush v. Gore, I believe. And what was the state in question? Florida. Florida. Florida can yeah. never... Actually, Florida was kind of... Uh, it behaved itself this election, I guess. Kind of. But I mean, I don't know, I don't know <laughs> that anybody didn't behave themselves. But yeah. Florida, 2000. It's quite the election. Quite contentious. Yeah. I, but, I read up a little bit more about it. I feel like that's a pretty confusing election, especially for me because I wasn't in the country at the time. And I was also like, yeah. you know, eight so yeah it's kind of interesting one to learn about they're just like yeah let's just stop counting i don't know we could get into it completely in like a whole different podcast but uh, pretty interesting election uh yes. kind of similar to like all the drama that's going on right now actually similar definitely similar yeah definitely similar. all right last one december 12 2012 what country successfully launched its first satellite it's pretty close so you gotta think about a country yeah. that kind of does everything late <laughs> india nah it was uh, do you want to know first satellite yep i thought india was a good guess but it probably is a very good guess <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know it was north korea oh okay the cool. satellite kuang myung song was launched what's that mean 12th. Uh, it's just, it just a name. <laughs> just a name. Yeah. Okay. I know there it's na- I I the only thing I know about Korean language really is that names are usually three syllable words. So Kwang Kwang Myung Song. It's usually like when you look at names, it's like a three part three name. parter. Yeah, three parter. Like, like BTS. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's like the only way I can tell like a Korean name from most. Asian languages three parts three parts but yeah that's what I have for today in history very good okay now we're going to move on to the trivia rewrites portion of the show so this is the topical portion where we're going to break down the week through trivia questions here so well to start us off I've got one about college football you said you may you also have a college football one so we'll see if they overlap here yeah but um, instead of playing at a neutral site venue in Philadelphia, Baltimore, or New York, for the first time since 1943, the game between which two college football teams will take place at one of the team's home stadiums? What were the neutral sites again? Philadelphia, Baltimore, New York. Huh. I did not have this one, by the way. Um mm. And it's just like one that happens every year. Is that? Is that? Am I yeah, to go almost by that every year. Yep, yep, yep. Hmm. Can I get a hint? Can I get the conference? 
<laughs> well, I can give you the time that it was last played at a at one of the team's home stadiums makes sense for the teams. It's in the 40s, 1943. Oh, geez. What was happening in the 40s, Herb? World War Two. <laughs> yes, okay. So, Is it the uh, Harvard-Yale game? No, what two teams might be associated with war? Oh, is it Army? the Army-Navy game? Army-Navy, yeah. Wait, the Army-Navy game? That happens Army, in Navy game. sites? I didn't know that. Yeah, almost every year it does. Uh, this year it's going to be at West Point's Mitchie Stadium, though. I think it's just related to COVID, and they just, they're just they just going to have it at one of the home stadiums rather than a neutral site because there's not going to be that many fans. Um, do, uh, for the 1943 game, though, the Army-Navy game, uh, President FDR ordered that they have a low-key affair because of travel restrictions. So Mitchie Stadium was barely half-filled, and Navy leadership refused to allow midshipmen from Annapolis to attend the game. So instead of having Navy fans there... Uh, the fr- a regiment of army cadets was required to learn and execute Navy cheers and outwardly root for the blue and gold. So <laughs> because there were no Navy fans, the army ordered one of their regiments to learn Navy cheers and cheer for Navy at the 1943 game. Wow. That's, Don't uh... think there's going to be anything like that this year, but <laughs> maybe. Um, the army Navy game have, they've met 121 times or this will be their 121st meeting which makes it the ninth most played rivalry in all of college football. And as a follow-up question, I wanted to see if you could name any of the rivalries that have played more times. More than Army-Navy? Yep. So there are uh, there are eight, or sorry, seven There's rivalries so that have played many. more times. And you said 100 and something, right? 121. Well, this year will be the 121st, yeah. Okay, I'm just going to start naming off rivalries. Uh, Freaking Notre Dame-USC. Nope. Florida State-Florida. <laughs> Those teams haven't even been around for that long. That's the problem. Uh, did I say... What about Harvard? Um, the Harvard rivalry game. Is it Yale that they play in a rivalry game? Yeah, that's their big rival. So I think this is a list of... I think this is just Division One. I. I could be wrong, but... Oh shoot! So that that's like a technically not Division One anymore. Over a hundred years. So yeah, Harvard Yale have met 136 times. That'd be good, but I I guess these are major college football like Mm -hmm. teams that are still playing at the highest level. Okay, try and get try and get one more. Hmm. D one rivalry game that's over a hundred years old. Notre Dame has to be one of them, right? Let me see. Uh, no, Notre Dame is not any of these. You have to think because Notre Dame has been independent for so long, so they don't have any necessarily like long held series. Yeah. Um, man, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on this one. I feel like because I just don't know if they're old. I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. Is Michigan? Michigan is in one? No, no. Purdue? Yeah. Who's <laughs> Purdue's big rival? <laughs> Purdue plays. They're in state rival. Where's Purdue? So Michigan. Do they play Michigan State or Michigan? Purdue is not in Michigan, no. Purdue's in Indiana. Oh, so they so play Indiana? Purdue, Indiana <laughs> have met 122 times. Uh, but the other ones, the one that tops the list is Minnesota, Wisconsin. They have met 129 times. And then we've got Auburn, Georgia, North Carolina, what? Virginia, Cincinnati, Miami of Ohio, Oregon, Oregon State, and Cal Stanford. You know, I almost game. said uh, I almost said Oregon, Oregon State. I just didn't know that it was hard because I don't War. know how old those programs are. Exactly. Yeah. Like I never would have said Auburn, Georgia. I don't know. They don't seem they don't seem like that old of a program. It also doesn't seem that much like a rivalry. I feel like Auburn, Alabama is more of a rivalry than yeah. Auburn, I mean, Georgia. it is, but it just happens to be older. Anyway. Anyway, that was good. It's cool. Let's kick it over to you. You have a college football question for me. Yes. Okay, what college football game became ESPN ESPNU's most viewed game since 2015, and its fifth most viewed game ever? ESPNU, yeah. So you know, it's not like it's not like eight. It's usually it usually wouldn't oh, be. Oh, well, I was gonna say game. yeah. I was gonna say Coastal Carolina BYU. Yes. 
Okay. Yes. They got a total audience of 1,425,000. Wow. The previous game that happened in 2015 that was about that cent- that amount was Western Kentucky versus LSU. Mm. Uh, I scoured the interwebs to find their top five list because it says the f- this is the fifth most game view. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I could not find it for the life of me. Yeah. That'd probably be hard to find, I guess, but... But I thought it was pretty cool. I didn't, I didn't realize that was on ESPNU, I guess. Yeah. Because they had game day there, but I guess it was kind of a short notice thing. So, makes sense, I guess. There was a lot of COVID shenanigans going on with this game. But yeah, it was, yep. it was pretty crazy. I, I heard a lot about it throughout the week. Um, I thought it was pretty cool because I have cousins that uh, went to BYU. So, they kind of brought it up to me and they were pretty excited. It's like, oh, man, this game was crazy. And I, I wanted to watch the highlights before the podcast, but I didn't. I wasn't able to get to it. But I really wanted to see why it was so crazy. I don't even know. I think Coastal won. <laughs> Coastal uh, did win. Yeah. Yeah. That's spoilers. That's essentially, all I know. But about it was that just game. a. They kind of put it together at the last minute because I think both of them had open, open slots, and they were both ranked too. So it was a big deal for Coastal because yeah. they were they were ranked for. I think it's the first time they've ever been ranked this season, and then. They were playing a ranked team at home, so it was like a big yeah deal. Cool, but yeah, college football. We, we, <laughs> college, college football. football fans here. Football. Okay. Yeah. Well, at least for some <laughs> level of fan. Do you have Do you have more college football or not? I do not have any more. I have okay. an NFL one. Let's do your NFL one. All right. What quarterback just joined the four hundred touchdown club this past week in the NFL? Well, I read this earlier. Um, Aaron Rodgers. It was, it was in fact, Aaron Rodgers. I figured it'd be pretty easy for you to get it, but this is also pretty easy for you to get it. Who are the other seven oh boy. quarterbacks in seven? Oh, it's a total of seven, including Rodgers. So okay, it's now so seven. six so more. Six more. And we're looking for quarterbacks that have 400 or more touchdown passes. Yes. Okay. At so least we've got yeah. Peyton Manning. Yes. Tom Brady. Yes. Drew Brees. Yes. You're a doppelganger. Do I look like Drew Brees? You look a lot like Drew Brees. <laughs> Thank you. He's quite the handsome fellow. So, yeah. Okay. Um. Ooh. Brett Favre. Yep. Okay. Two more prolific Pat. Two more. Um. Hmm. Dan Marino. Maybe. Yep. Okay. This one is a bit of a. This last one's a bit of a dark horse. A little okay. bit of a dark horse. Dark horse. I'm thinking it. How about like Philip Rivers? You got it, Philip Rivers. Philly Rivers. Mm. Four hundred. I was going to ask if he was. I was going to ask if he was active or not, but I, I figured he had to be because, yeah, yeah. I, I just can't think of anybody that would have that many. Yeah, I guess if you go far too far back, you kind of leave the era of the passing. I, I almost right. would have said I would have said like Montana before I'd said Rivers though. Rivers was right. the one I was like, really, Rivers? And it was like, yeah, he's been playing for sixteen years. <laughs> passing has just exploded so much the last. 20 25 years that it's you really unless you were absolutely legendary like marino it's just you have no chance but yeah well yeah i guess it really makes marino stand out the most it's just like he was so far out from this era of football that it's just like this is unreal dan marino was patrick mahomes of the 80s and 90s basically yeah um okay cool yeah that was my nfl one very good i like that one so good job. <laughs> I have one about, I have two actually, about space. Yeah, yeah. Let's just start with the first one. Um, in a new study, a team of physicists led by the University of Iowa report the first, uh, reported the first detection of bursts of cosmic ray electrons accelerated by shock waves originating from, originating from major eruptions on the sun. The detection was made by instruments aboard which two deep space probes? So we're just looking for the name of two deep space deep probes, probes that detected this cosmic ray, these cosmic ray electrons. Oh man! Like I'm looking, we're looking for the probes, not like the International Space Station or something. Yeah, deep space probes. Man, I don't. <laughs> I don't even know how to guess for this. Did it just have like people's names or something? Nope. They're named uh like after a journey that you might take. The SS What do you what do you call it like <laughs> when you're taking a trip across the ocean in the in the olden times? What would you call that? Sailing? Like 
a voyage voyager yeah voyager one and voyager two there you go <laughs> those are the two probes um i so i was trying to look cosmic ray electrons i was trying to look why this was so special such a special yeah. thing i don't want to misspeak I like the fact that they're in deep space allowed put them in a unique position that they could detect these type of electrons, I guess. Yeah. And I think it was probably just the fact that they're far enough away from any other disrupting magnetic field kind of thing. Yeah. I don't want to say anymore and sound like an idiot. So <laughs> I'll just kick it back to you. You this, have a science question. I also have a, it, I would just say it's a space ex- exploration also. Space exploration. Okay. Lovely. All right. Let me see. All right, here we go. Yes. 68-year-old Dr. Kathy Sullivan became the first woman to break two feats of exploration. Well, I just kind of gave you the answer there, didn't I? Can you name them? <laughs> two feats, 68. She did two I things mean, she of was, exploration. She's the oldest woman or something like that? or Okay, so the first one is breeze. She was the first woman to complete okay. a spacewalk in 1984. Oh. oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So she did a Got second it. thing of exploration that's pretty unique. So oh, I see. Yeah. So only a few people in the world ever have ever done this. So so she was the person who did the first Facebook. Yeah. In eighty four. Yeah, and she's and the first woman she's... to do this new thing that only a few people have done. Um, is it something related to space or no? No. Okay. Did she did she like go to the North Pole, South Pole? No. <laughs> This was a hard question, I guess. Climbed Everest. So, I was just going to Dang it. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. She was the first woman to travel seven miles to reach the lowest known point in the ocean. Oh. Part of part of the Mariana Trench. Got it, got it, got it. So, only eight people have reached the bottom, and she is the one and only woman. One of them was James Cameron, wasn't it? Uh, that's news to me. I don't know. I did not look into the exploration of the Mariana Trench, unfortunately. But I thought I thought this was really cool because it's like, what an amazing woman! Like, she's been in space like as far high as any human has ever been. Essentially, well, probably not. She hasn't been to the moon. I don't think. Just did a space walk, but then she right. also went the deepest any human has ever been alive, and uh, yeah, seven miles. Pressures up to sixteen thousand psi, and yeah, that was pretty cool. So she's probably, I mean, she's definitely the only person to have been to space and also the Marianas Trench, right? Yes, she is also the first one to do that. Now I want to know. I feel like I heard a James Cameron going down there. The list, all right, we want to look up a list of people. I want to see the list of people who've been to the Challenger Deep, the deep part of Marianas Trench. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Who's on the list? Anyone that we know? (laughs) James Cameron. Oh, he's in there. (laughs) He made a deep sea, his, his voyage is called Deep Sea Challenger. He did that in 2012. So did he go then, all the way down like she did? Like the whole seven miles? Uh, yeah. It says 10,908 meters, 35,787 feet. Oh, interesting. Okay. I don't know. There's not really a list because it's not like a, a, they don't all go to the same place. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, that was pretty cool. She's uh. Congrats, man. What's her name again? Kate, Dr. Kathy Sullivan. Kathy Sullivan. Kathy Sullivan. She's American? American, yeah. First American woman to do mm-hmm. the spacewalk in 1984. I don't think she, I don't know if she's the first woman to do a spacewalk in general, but definitely the first. Well, if it said American, probably not. Probably yeah. did Russians did it first. Yeah. Well, sticking with space, I've gotten a different space one. Yeah. Cool. So many space questions Lots this week. Space. Uh, for the second time in history, a spacecraft from which country? has successfully returned samples of an asteroid back to Earth. Oh, I feel like I just barely saw this. Was it a small country? No. Was it India? No. Damn it. <laughs> We've mentioned it on the show already. Was it China? <laughs> nope, it is Japan. Damn Japan. <laughs> the Japan Aerospace Exploration Agency's Hayabusa 2 craft successfully returned from the 162173 Ryugu asteroid. That's the name of the asteroid. Um, but the last time this occurred was back in 2010. Do you know the name of that? Oh, no. Spacecraft? <laughs> no way. This one was Hayabusa 2. So this one was Hayabusa 1? 
Hayabusa One did it back in 2010. Very good. So yeah, good for Japan. They've come back with asteroid pieces for the second time in history. I blame you for that uh, hint not working because you mentioned way too many countries at the top of the show. (laughs) Oh yeah, sorry. (laughs) You know some Japanese language, right? Hi. (laughs) A little bit? Some? Oh yeah, a little bit. I don't know. Do you know what Hayabusa means in Japanese? No, I don't know that much. Hayabusa. It's a type of bird. Mm. Yeah, I don't know that much. Hayabusa means peregrine falcon, mm. which is the world's fastest bird. Okay. Very, they're very... <laughs> Herb is uninterested in that fact, I, totally. I say they're a lot more creative when it comes to naming than Voyager 1 and 2, that's for sure. What's wrong with that? What a falcon? Peregrine no, falcon? I think it's cool. Well, yeah, I know, but they, we have cool named stuff, too. I guess. Dragon? The drag SpaceX Dragon spacecraft? Wasn't that the Tesla freaking... Uh, name? No, SpaceX. But yeah, yeah, that's okay. That's well, what do you mean the rock? The what do you mean? That's you know, not like NASA. NASA, that's... NASA, Saturn Five. That's not a cool name. No, that's, that's no. What do you mean? <laughs> it's cool. It's dragon, cool. You, you said you said dragon in there. Dragon is cool. Falcon. Yeah, dragon's cool. Falcon's cool. cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Voyager, not so cool. What's wrong with Voyager? Nah, there's too many Voyagers. There's a lot of Voyagers. And well, and this stuff. was the original Voyager, so get out of here. Nah, Voyager 1. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, you have two gaming ones, yeah, right? Yeah, we're dipping into my world. Okay. Demo's a huge gamer, huge gamer. Okay. I'm a gamer. Not really. I like <laughs> some video games. All right, here we but go. But I'm not a gamer. Go ahead. What open world action adventure game hit 1 million concurrent players becoming the biggest launch title on Steam? Happened this week. Oh, whoa, that's the most, that's the biggest launch title ever in Steam history? On Steam, yep. Oh. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077? There it is, Cyberpunk 2077. The the previous owner of said record was Fallout at 480,000 concurrent players on Original Fallout? No, I think it was Fallout 4. (laughs) Oh, okay. Cool. Nice. Yeah, I I thought it was pretty cool. I've been playing Cyberpunk. It's pretty fun. It's kind of buggy. Low buggy. Yeah. Uh, I uh, so you can play like different paths, like different wow. like uh, storyline paths. And I started one, didn't like it too much. And I like literally an hour before I started research for the podcast, I was just like, I'm gonna start another one. <laughs> so yeah, I'm like four or five hours in, and I've already decided to start over. So I'm gonna be playing this game for a while. So but well, it's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Gaming. Well, one more gaming one. You one said. more gaming one. Okay. What action adventure game just won seven awards at the Game Awards 2020, which was held on December 10th, becoming the first game to win that many awards in the ceremony? Hmm. Shoot. I think I read this, but I don't remember which game it was. I, I think, I wasn't it The Last of Us 2? It is The Last of Us Part 2. Oh, okay. Man, you're you're cool. really good at guessing. I, 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 I'm trying to see how his feel when he does these questions, because I'm sitting here like... I don't think he'll get that. I think he might stumble on this one. You're just like, Last of Us Part 2, first guess. <laughs> yeah. Last of Us Part 2. Nice. Fantastic game. And got 11 nominations, which is okay. also the most of any game ever. Uh, I actually went back on every year's wiki. It's only been six years. So I was like... Which, game, really which have... awards are these? The Game Awards. They're just called the Game Awards. The, video the Game, game awards. awards. Yeah. Okay, got it. And they're like... They're quickly turning into like the Oscars of video game awards, essentially. I feel like a lot of people have been trying to become the Oscars of video game awards forever. Uh, I feel like maybe they finally established one. It it does feel like this one is getting more and more established. There there are a lot of game awards, and but this one, this this one, I feel like I hear about the most whenever it happens. So most nominations. Do you know? Do you know which game had previous record for that? Yes. So the previous records. Oh were at four nominations for Overwatch, Red Dead Redemption, and I've never heard of this game, Disco Elysium, huh. or second place. Oh, that was how many awards they won. Four awards won. How many awards did The Last Two of Us win? Two nominations, four wins. Last of Us wins, won seven awards and was nominated Holy for 11. Okay, so they just the, blew it out of the water. Yeah, they just they blew it out like, of the water. Um, the, right, this, the, the, the games I just gave you, they had four wins. Got it. They had four wins. That's the closest they got to Last of Us with its seven wins. The nominations, I think the second place is like eight. 
There's a lot of ties. Okay. There's okay. a lot of ties. That's okay. why. Right. That's why I didn't make a list. I'm like a bunch of a bunch of games got eight nominations. A bunch of games got seven nominations. So it's just like right. this is gonna take forever. So yeah, it blew everything out of the water. Essentially, crowning The Last of Us the best game it's in the, the last decade, <laughs> the greatest game of all time ever. Um, yeah, I love that. Game. Okay, but anyways. That's uh, a little bit of my gaming world. I've got V-Rex. one more question, and then we're going to get into the in the hot seat segment. But quick drop off into politics. Everyone loves it. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> so Governor Raimondo nominated a diverse slate of judges to several courts this Tuesday, including the first Latina to a family court and the first Asian American. If the nominations are approved, it would be the first time for this state that its Supreme Court is comprised of a majority of women. Which New England state are we talking about? <laughs> See, now you're trying to test my uh, knowledge of New Governor England Governor Raimondo. Raimondo. The only thing yep. I can think of when you say Raimondo is Raimundo, the dad in Rocket Power. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just a random 90s reference. But we're there. talking about New England yeah. now. <laughs> So uh, let's see if you can name a state in New England. Is Maine a state in New England? Maine is a state in New England. Is that your guess? I'm guessing it's not the answer. <laughs> There's only six states, so Maine's... Th- give me give me one more. Connecticut. Good guess. Not correct. We're talking about the smallest state, Rhode Island. Rhode Island. We're on to the road to Rhode Island. All right, yeah. Rhode Island, that? mostly women. <laughs> That's a little song from freaking Family Guy. Uh, oh. yeah. Cool. Mostly women. How many? How, how many people are on the? It's the Supreme Court, right? You said right. S- the state Supreme Court. State Supreme Court. Yeah. For Rhode Island. Good question. Is it also nine? Like the regular Supreme I Court? I don't know. Let me look. And they still have to be confirmed. So that it wasn't. Ah. It's not quite a record yet. But um, um, five. Five. So three of them are going to be women, at least. And you're saying, okay, so you're saying they're the only state that would be a majority woman? No, it's just the first time that Rhode Island Rhode Supreme Island Court itself, okay. will be women. Okay. Majority women. Cool. That's all I have. Sorry. No, that was pretty cool. Now we're going to move on to the special segment of the show, the hot seat segment of the show. So this is where Herb and myself have chosen a specialist topic for the week, and we've researched that topic and our co-hosts are going to ask us questions about that topic to see how much our knowledge has paid off or our research has paid off. But um, Herb's topic this week that I'm going to ask him questions about, something near and dear to Herb's heart. League of Legends esports. All right. I've, yeah, I've been playing League of Legends for way too long. <laughs> I've actually taken a bit of a break recently, so... Yeah, I didn't know. I'm, I'm I'm really interested to see what you dug up, or like what kind of questions you're gonna ask me about this. So yeah, let's let's get into it. Are you gonna go first, or you want me to go first with my question? I'm gonna ask you questions about League of Legends first. So. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't know anything about League of Legends practically. I mean, I know a little bit. I've played it like some, but don't know anything about the competitive scene. So I wasn't really sure how difficult or easy these questions are gonna be, but. Uh, we'll find out, I guess. Herb, you're on the League of Legends esports hot seat. We're burning. Here we go. Your first question. The 2020 World Championship took place at the conclusion of the 2020 League of Legends esports season. The main event featured 16 teams competing for $2.225 million. Due to COVID-19 related travel restrictions, teams from which region were unable to participate in Worlds this year? Vietnam. Very good. Do you know which two teams qualified but could not make it? Oh, that's a good question. Was it... I do not know. I do not. I know it was a VCL. I know it was the Vietnam League. I did not know what teams. It was Vietnam. That was the main question, but uh, the follow-up. The teams were Team Flash. Yeah. And... Uh, I don't know if I think it's G A M Esports. Gam? Oh, Gam. Oh yeah, Gam Esports. Gam was in the qualifier or for the play-in or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're gonna have to. If I say something wrong, you're gonna have to correct me so I can <laughs> because I don't really know. So do you just call it Worlds? Like you can just call it Worlds? Yeah, we we'll right? just call it Worlds. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Uh, next question. Yep. 
As stated previously, the 2020 Worlds had a prize of over $2 million. Yep. Do you know which World Championship holds the record for the largest combined prize pool? So it wasn't it wasn't this season. But it was not this season. It might have been the first time they did it, uh, which was three years ago. Let's say 2017 Worlds. Ooh, great guess. It is actually the 2018 World Championships <laughs> with a prize pool of $6.45 million. Ooh, so close. Amazing. Yeah, pretty close. I wonder, I didn't know that it would fluctuate that much. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, let me look at 2017. Like, it it ramped up and kind of peaked in 2018. And then... um, I think 2017 is when they started the... Because they they do a special way to do prize pools now where, like, fans can put into the prize pool by buying in-game content. Oh. Like, skins and stuff like that and banners for their favorite teams. And then all that goes into the prize pool. That's kind of, like, how Riot decided to... So the order, according to esportsearnings.com, it goes 2018 was the most, 2016 is the second most, and then 2017 is the third most. Okay. 2012 is actually only the fourth most money for the prize pool ever. You mean 2020? 2020, yes. Okay. Excuse me. Yeah. It was a weird worlds. Weird worlds for a lot of reasons. Moving on. Yeah. As I just stated, according to esports.com, this one's about uh, the top teams. Okay. According to esports.com, only seven teams have earned a total of more than $2 million in prize money in all of their total tournament earnings. Can you name these seven teams? In all their tournament earnings. So that's including... Any in- tournament. Including leagues. Not just worlds. Okay. Right, I'm going to start. Is, is Team Solo Mid one of them? TSM. No. Okay. They are not. They are in 10th place overall, but I'm looking for the top seven. Okay, let's go with SK Telecom T1. SKT. First place. Okay. Yep, they have over $7 million. Okay, let's go with uh, Samsung. Samsung is number two. Very okay. good. Over $4 million. Let's go with um, RNG. Or... Yes. Royal Never Give Up. Royal Never Give Up, yeah. Three million, yes, good, what, very good. What, fourth what place, place fourth, fourth place. place. Okay, let's so we're looking for three, five, six, seven left. Uh, Chinese teams. Uh, Edward Gaming, maybe. That's a stretch. They're sixth. Yep. Oh, here we go, Edward Gaming. Let's go hit. I'm just trying to think of teams I'm making far into tournaments. Essentially, uh, Flash Wolves. Let's go with Flash Wolves. They are not on the list that I have here of the top All ten. Right. That was a bit of a stretch because they just make it out of groups a lot. I got three to go. Three more, yep. Jesus, three teams? <laughs> I don't know anything about the, the teams. Oh, so I can't really Fnatic? Fnatic. There you go. Number there five. There we go. Uh, let's go with... I don't think any North American teams were there. If it... Cloud9, maybe? Cloud9's only in eighth place, but... Oh, so close. <laughs> okay, two more. Come on. Two more teams. G2. There you go. They're number seven. So now you're just missing the third most earnings of all time for any any team here. It's not KT. I essentially, I essentially gave you the historically all the best teams of every region there. So I'm missing number three? Who could it be? I think they're a Chinese team, I want to say. It's not. It looks like most oh. of their players are Chinese. WE? Nope. Don't have it. They are ninth. They are ninth. World Elite. Ninth. Yeah, World Elite. Okay. Okay. Well, one you're missing. Go ahead. Invictus Gaming. I, I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you got you got you named almost every team on this list. I think you did name every team except for Invictus Gaming. Yep, they're in third place overall. Invictus Gaming. That is so surprising because they have one Worlds win, but to my knowledge. Until that world's win, they weren't very good. So that's a bit it's a bit surprising for me. They, have, they have more tournaments listed here than a lot of these teams do. They have sixty five tournaments, so maybe it's just they just have more racked them up, yeah. yeah. Just a matter of like quality over qua- uh quantity over quality of tournaments, I guess. But there you go. You got nine of the top ten. Pretty good. Impressed. Yeah, last, last team. <laughs> Next question. 
Here we go. As of the 2020 World Championships, Double Lift has appeared eight times in Worlds for four different teams. Yep. However, can you name the two players that have appeared in more than five Worlds for the same team? More than five Worlds for the same team. All of their appearances are for the same team. I just wanted the top two players that have done that. Uh, Reckless? Good. Do you know which team? Fnatic. Good. How many times? (laughs) (laughs) Six times. But more than five, good. And then there's one more. There's one more. Five worlds, same team, huh? At Uh, least five, yes. At least five. I'm sorry, I'm counting in my head, like, legacy players that are just like, oh, is it the same team? Sneaky? Sneaky. You got it. Yeah! Sneaky (laughs) has appeared seven times, all for Cloud9. All for Cloud9. And the other one, like you said, is Reckless. Six times, all for Fnatic. There you go. Yeah. Good job. Some legends right there. (laughs) Next question. Okay. (laughs) Who was the only player in the 2020 main event to score a pentakill? Oh, as a follow-up, which team was he playing for and which team was it against? It was um, during the main event? Yeah, the 2020 World's main event. Yeah, it was... um, I don't know his name. He plays for Suning, right? Good. Yes. Yeah, correct. and it was against Dom Juan in the finals. I don't know yep. his name. Uh, hang on. Let me, let me let me try to remember his name. Is it Juan Feng? No, it is not. Not No Fei. No, I don't know. I don't know his name. I should know his name. His name was Bin. Ah, it's so easy too. It's such a Bin easy. <laughs> playing for Suning, like you said, against Dom Juan. Dom Juan. Dom Juan. Dom one. Yeah. Damn one, Dom one. Whatever. Last question. Yeah. Here we go. This one's a bit of... We're going back to the oldies here. Yeah. So Classics. the season one world championship... Yeah. ...featured eight teams and a $99,500 prize pool. <laughs> Huge. Do you know which team won the championship and which player was named the MVP of the series? Uh, Fnatic won. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have one of five players to choose, and I have a feeling it was one of the guys that I don't know his name. I don't think it was. Okay, give me two guesses. Was it XPK? No. Okay, it's not XPK. Okay, I'm going to try to remember the ADC's name. Was it Liam Lima? I don't know his name. Liam Killer or something? No, it's not. It's not close to that. So that is not correct. But okay, then I'll just say cyanide as my second yes. Nope, not correct. Okay. Who was it? It was Suchet. <laughs> Freaking Suchet. Okay, Suchet was the MVP, and Fnatic won the first, uh, first world championship world all the championship. way back in 2011, I believe. Right? Yes. Yes. But uh, that's all I got for you. There you go. Good that questions. was my League of Legends esports trivia. Yeah. Hopefully stayed, that uh, hopefully that tickled your fancy a little bit there. I don't know. That was pretty good. Yeah. You stayed pretty close. Um except for that last question, obviously. You stayed pretty close in years. I liked uh I really liked that you had me thinking about players have done repeat stuff, like the sneaky and reckless question. I like that one a lot. Yeah. That's not something I think about very much. The money one is really interesting because, especially for the Invictus Gaming more part, I never would have guessed Invictus Gaming. Like I said, because like in a big tournaments, it's only recently they really started placing higher. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that was just the statistic that I found. So maybe it's just like no, I mean, it's I'm compiling sure it's right. a bunch yeah. of stuff. But it's just interesting to think about. Yeah, because I was just thinking about okay, what teams consistently make it. Pretty much make, consistently make it high at Worlds because that's where you get the most money. And you also get money whenever you win your regional. Well, it probably helped that they, they won Worlds, which was $2.5 million right there. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Like that was in 2018, like we were talking about with the largest prize pool. So the fact yeah. that they won that put them really high up on the list Way probably. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, good uh, Yeah, good questions for sure. Anyway. Yeah, I didn't want to get too much. It was hard for me to know how difficult they would be. So I wanted to stick like pretty recent and just ask you like a little bit deeper on the more recent stuff. Because if I yeah. started asking like 
2016, like what happened this year, it's like, I don't know if you even watched. So I was like, who knows? Yeah. But um, yeah. But yeah, that was a decent, yeah, that was very good difficulty level. Cause yeah, you Thank went you. down, a, you went down a layer that I had to like, okay, let me, I got to think about this. Cause like, for instance, the Suning question, like I knew it was Suning and I knew it was in finals and it was against Damwon, but like, I don't watch that team. So I don't know who their top laner is. So I don't know who Bing is. So yeah. Anyway, good. Am I off the cool. hot seat? Oh, did I not take you off? I apologize. No. I thought I did. Herb, you're off the League of Legends esports hot seat. I'm off the hot seat. We've already talked a little bit about it, so let's just uh, let's go on. Let's move on to my hot seat topic. You actually picked this from the list. Is yes. there a reason that you picked? Uh, I just wanted to stay in the sports area, I guess. Okay. Because uh, we talked about some 2D sports. Now let's go on to the more traditional three-dimensional sports. Three-dimensional with, sports. Uh, American Basketball Association. The American Basketball Association. Which was a topic given by Clay, I believe. Yeah, listener Clay. Listener Clay. Sent it in on Twitter. I don't along know. Along with a couple other topics, but uh, <laughs> what was that? What did you say? I don't know when he gave this to you guys, but... Pretty recently, like uh, two, three episodes ago, I want to say. Okay. But I thought it was, it was a very Clay topic to ask for sure. He's a yeah, it's a pretty fresh fan. one. So and the I'm ABA not. is the former rival of the nba and uh let's just jump into it yeah let's let's get into it yeah let's get into it demo you are on the aba hot seat love it all right ownership groups came together to form the aba which ran from 1967 to 1976 what was the franchise entrance fee oh boy oh uh shoot i don't know is the answer but give me a guess uh, 1967 I it was, I, I, there's so many numbers floating in my head it was still quite a bit like it's not like a tiny amount of money it wasn't but, tiny but relative yeah. to millions it probably would take to get into I a franchise I thought it was like days. this could be totally wrong I don't know Just give I me thought it was like, like a three and a half three and a half million no okay you, what was it it was five thousand dollars five thousand dollars yes I was, I was listening to like a little documentary about it that doesn't make any sense <laughs> it was, right and i was like what why is it so cheap five thousand no <laughs> dude i'm telling you hey, i will even link the video i was listening to it was an hbo documentary and it was like within the first five minutes they were like the aba gathered 11 owner groups with an entrance fee of five thousand dollars, I was like, "Wait, what? This has to be a question." <laughs> well, that's like less than players' salaries. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Un- I don't understand it either, Demo. But that's just what they told me. What am I supposed to not believe HBO? Well, so here's for reference. Like the number I was thinking of was three point two million, and that was how much the teams when they did merge. That's yeah. how much the franchises were forced to pay to enter the NBA. Yeah. Because the NBA is an actual league well, with an actual... Points. I don't believe you. I don't believe it. All right. Next question here, or another question here. How many teams were originally in the ABA and which two remained for all nine seasons without changing names, relocation, or folding? Okay. Nice. I think there were 11. Yes, 11 teams. And the Indiana Pacers, yes. and the <laughs> forget their name, Kansas City. Is that right? No, I gotta think. No, it's not Kansas. It's um, they're not in the NBA. So I'm trying to think. No, they're not in the NBA. Ugh. I had it... it's the oh oh uh it's the Colonels, but where were yeah. they? That's the question. You were you were you were Kentucky. Kentucky Colonels, there you okay. go. Okay. Kentucky Cur- Colonels and Indiana Pacers were the only two teams that didn't change names, relocate, or folded during the during the run of the ABA. All right, here we go. Good one. That was a, a nice little little lob there. So you got that oh, in there. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here's a really easy one. I I would say. Oh. What franchise has the most wins in the league's history? Wins or like championships? Championships. Uh, the Pacers. Yeah. Have three. Okay. Yeah. Terrible question. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> Three wins by the Indiana Pacers. Yeah. All right. Still looking for their first NBA title, though. <laughs> Don't Sad. Get that. Maybe. Sad Pacers noises. All right. Here we go. Next question. <laughs> With a lack of attendance, most of the ABA teams folded. Eventually, four remaining teams were absorbed into the NBA as part of the NBA-ABA merger. Can right. you name those teams? Pacers. <laughs> yes. Pacers are just going to be the answer to every question. <laughs> Pacers. We had the San Antonio Spurs. Yes. The New York Nets. Yes. And then the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets. There you go. Four teams merged into the NBA from the ABA. And you already mentioned all that money business. The Nets actually had to pay money to the New York Knicks. Right. Because the New York Knicks were saying, you're going to steal fans from us. I thought that was hilarious. They paid like yeah, a couple million dollars. Yeah, they had to pay like, I think it was 4.3, $4.3 million to the Knicks just okay. as like a penalty. And they didn't even let them use their, their stadium too. That was no. another thing too. Yeah, nope. it was like, so we're paying you for literally nothing. <laughs> All right. So you got through those pretty easily here. All right, here's a here's some of my harder questions. Harder I, questions. I say, harder okay. Questions. What teams competed in the first game in 1967 of the ABA? The first game of the ABA. Oh, I don't know. I know who won the first championship, but I'll just guess and say that it was the Pittsburgh Pipers and the Indiana Pacers. <laughs> Pacers. No, it was not the Pacers. It was the Oakland Oaks versus the Anaheim Amigos. Wow. The very first game in 1967. I love the names. Big fan of the names of the NBA. Very creative. Very creative. All right. Let's see here. All right. Here's one that's a bit winded. All right. The three-point okay. shot is a famous difference between the ABA and the NBA during the lifetime of the ABA. However... The ABA was not the first to use it. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me what year the three-point line was first used in a professional league? Ooh, I don't know the year. Wasn't it the um, the NABL was the league, though? The North, Ameri- North American Basketball League? Close. It was the American Basketball League, ABL. Excuse yeah. me. And, and give, me, give me a ball. ball I'll part. guess. I'll guess, yeah. yeah. Well, I thought the ABL was like from the late 50s to the early 60s so i'll i don't know if they had it the whole time though i'll say 1958 a couple years off it was 1961 oh okay um that's a good question about if it was that your entire time hang on it's confusing because there's so many basketball leagues uh oh yeah it probably was actually 61 to 63 it says yeah okay so there you go yeah, so the whole time, 61 to 63. Yep. Was when the three-point line was first used professionally. That is all the questions I had about the ABA. I know um, you're you're off the hot seat. Thank you. I don't more questions. Um, this was pretty interesting. I hope we did it justice, Clay, if you're listening. I know if you brought this up, I'm guessing you know a lot more about the ABA than we do. And if this we didn't a, do a good job, maybe you should shoot us some questions about the ABA, and we'll see if we can answer those. Yeah. Just for cool. fun. I've already done the research. Um, but uh, so here's a couple Hit me some fun trivia facts. facts. Fun facts. Maybe not fun facts, but um, <laughs> Dr. J has the record for the most MVPs in the league, Julius Irving. Okay. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He's a big time. He's the only player to have won an ABA and an NBA MVP. Oh, Dr. J. Effect, yeah. Yep. Um, we talked about the four teams that entered the NBA, but we didn't talk about, or you didn't talk about the Spirit of St. Louis, which was the another one of the teams that was didn't get selected to be merged into the NBA. Yeah. And so instead of a payout from the NBA, they negotiated that they would earn four-sevenths of the revenue of a normal team's like TV contract. So they negotiated so that the four teams that entered the NBA from the ABA would pay them one-seventh of their TV revenue every year in perpetuity in exchange for folding the team. So basically, every year, those four franchises, 
the Spurs, Pacers, Nuggets, and Nets. They mm-hmm. take one seventh of all the money that they earn from TV and they give it to this ownership group <laughs> that <laughs> used to own the St. Louis Spirits. Wow. I did not. That is which crazy. over the t- life of the contract, because they're still alive. One of the brothers is still alive. He's made through. They've made three hundred million dollars from that. <laughs> and in, in 2014, they actually renegotiated so that they don't have to make per- perpetuity payments anymore, and they just agreed to pay them five hundred million more dollars to stop making the payments. Just a lump sum. Just yes, to end it. So, so in total, he's made eight hundred million dollars from that one deal. From just the fact that they don't own an ABA team. They've made $800 million basically for the cost of nothing. They don't have to run a team. They just get the TV revenue. That is... It's like the greatest deal of all time for those people. <laughs> but the greatest trade deal maybe ever. They were the, the Silna brothers, I think, were their names, the ownership group. But yeah, they make every year they made four-sevenths of what every NBA franchise makes from their TV revenue. So that was pretty wild. Um, Just wild stuff from the ABA. Some other innovations that the ABA made. So we talked about the three-point line and the 24-second or the 30-second shot clock. They had a three-color red, white, and blue basketball, which was kind of their unique feature from a playing perspective. And then they also began to allow college athletes who had only played in one year of college to join the ABA, which prior to this, the NBA required that you finish college before you could join the league. So that was a big step for them. Mm -hmm. And that's called the Spencer Hayward rule after the first player to be able to do that in the ABA. And then the ABA was also the first league to have a slam dunk contest. Yep. So at At halftime of their 1976 All-Star game, they had a slam dunk contest, which was the first of its kind. And that's now a big part of uh, NBA fun. Yeah, NBA culture. It's kind of all I had. I don't know. There were some notable coaches as well. Bob Leonard was the coach of the Pacers. He had three titles. And then Larry Brown, who former NBA and college basketball coach, he was also the coach of uh, the Nuggets in the ABA. See, I didn't go too much into like players and coaches because- Yeah, it would have been hard. These, these names, they mean nothing to me. So, like, you, you just said a couple of names that apparently mean something in the NBA world also. Dr. J? I, Never heard of Dr. J? I've heard the name Dr. J, but then I'm just like, that's all I know. I've, I heard that name, and then that's it. All right. <laughs> I'm well, that's, not, all, that's all I had. I didn't have... Uh... I'm not entrenched in the, in the NBA world at all. So, I didn't even know that this existed. So, thank you for teaching me something new today, uh, Clay. This was This was great. This was interesting look into the past of the nba i guess yeah um okay well we enjoy this hot seat segment here at the podcast and we hope you enjoy it as well um but if you had a suggestion for a hot seat topic that you wanted us to feature on the show why don't you reach out to us on twitter at trivia rewrites or you can send us an email to trivia rewrites at gmail.com uh so no emails this week but we do have one tweet from Superfan Zach, and questioning last week's episode, he's asked, what about Pluto? And he says, don't give me any of that. It's not a planet anymore. Garbage. <laughs> and he talks about Trader Joe's has a fantastic selection of various goods. I would try Also, it. back to the Pluto thing. It's not a planet. Just yeah, get over it. Didn't they like, get it off the list like a yeah, years ago? I don't know why people are holding on to this. Like, there are larger... Closer objects to the sun, and unless you want to add all those as planets, they had to get rid of Pluto. It's not that hard. (laughs) (laughs) Pluto's gone. It's still there. It's just not a major planet anymore. I think people are just frustrated to hear that, like, sometimes NASA will come out with these extremely specific news. Like, we discovered this, like, amazing electron, like we were saying earlier, coming out from the sun. But then we're like, hey, NASA, how many planets are there? And they're like... I don't know, sometimes nine, sometimes eight. Uh, it's just like... But I mean, it makes straight. sense. Like, if the, like you either add all these little tiny planets that we keep finding, or you get rid of Pluto. So, the lesser <laughs> of two evils was to get rid of Pluto, because otherwise you'd have to memorize all these smaller ones, right? Oh, uh, yeah. You got to do it for the children. You can't have them memorizing all these freaking planets. Yeah. I wouldn't. But yeah, 
Pluto not a planet. Sorry. Sorry for you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's, I think, all I had. Do, do you have anything you want to you plug your podcast one more time? Sure. Uh, I do a gaming podcast with my cousin Brigham called Basement Gaming. It is on all your podcast apps of choice. And yeah, we get together about every week and just talk about recent events and recent news and, and gaming and how we feel about it, what games we've been playing, our impressions, and our experience with gaming in general. It's pretty casual. A lot more <laughs> casual than this. <laughs> this is casual. We're having fun. Yeah, it's pretty casual, but I never had to prep for... Oh, I, yeah, I guess just... my prep for basement gaming is playing games and yeah. browsing Reddit throughout the week. There but yeah, yeah. Find us on Basement Gaming. Our Twitter is at Basement Gaming 9 for updates and new episodes. <laughs> Longest pitch of all time, Herb. <laughs> I'm done. It's over. Check it out, though. Check it out, please. It's a good podcast. Um, well, I don't know. That's all I have, but I appreciate you for being on, Herb, so thank you. Hi, thank you for having me. We have uh, we have a lot of friends that probably would have said yes to this, and you chose me, a part of your group lineup or uh, your guest lineup. So yeah. thank you for that. that was, you got the nod. Uh, well, that's all we have here. We appreciate everyone for listening out there, uh, especially those listeners that have sent us tweets or emails with topics or questions. And unless you have anything else, Herb, I will talk to you next week. Bye.